Welcome to Behind the Story with Naomi and Lisa. My name is Lisa Renee. I run the CoLab Press and I'm also a contemporary romance author. And I'm Naomi Craig, author of Ezekiel's Song, Biblical Fiction. Uh, we had a fantastic interview with some of the ladies from your collection, My Funny Valentine. Can't wait to share that. Um, but first, do you have anything, any updates, Lisa? Uh, yeah, well, I've just busy doing some stuff for the collab press helping other authors got a, quite a few editing jobs so tabitha does some editing for me um she's busy got all this other writing stuff on so i'm actually doing some of the editing and a bit of coaching with some new new authors and cover designs and stuff like that so that's been a bit of fun um but i have a team of um you know people that help me out um so we should share the load yeah well that's neat so if um if you haven't we haven't talked about that for a while but if you're a an aspiring author and you're looking to indie publish so you can the collab press can do editing cover designs um formatting all kinds of fun stuff to help you self-publish uh if that's something you're interested in drop a note in and lisa would be happy to answer any questions or point you in the right direction for getting your getting yourself on the on the publishing map there yes i'm trying uh, to convince some of my uh critique partners Tabitha and Naomi and others too and Nasera to get into self-publishing <laughs> so we'll we'll see how that goes but so what have you been up to Naomi? Oh goodness it's been a busy couple of weeks it's been a while since you and I've actually like been here face to face huh because we did um the summer programs for or sorry the the August programs <laughs> July programs for um on Instagram live and stuff like that but um still coming down off of the launch for Ezekiel's song and trying to wrap up all of like the prizes and stuff like that and also got a few days left to finish off by the time this is published this will be turned in and I'll be able to breathe easier but I'm I'm a few days away from getting uh, my book about Shira polished and ready to be read because it was pretty it was pretty rough so I, I greatly appreciate you and and Sarah and Donna um our critique partners for all the input you had on this one because this one was this one was hard I don't know why it was such a hard hard one for me I, I just felt so interrupted at parts and I just couldn't get in the swing of it so I think you guys saved the story <laughs> so I'm so Thank thankful <laughs> well yeah I, I really love this story I just think they just keep getting better and better so um, whatever all that hard work is, it's paying off. So, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we had, I had some pretty exciting things happen with Ezekiel, um, first before first week and pre-orders, I had over 300 copies ordered. Um, wow. and I'm already, I'm already even just a month in close to, I'm at 70 reviews and on Amazon. So I'm really thankful for for everyone who's um, taken interest in Ezekiel's song and um, yeah it's it's I'm I'm so thankful that it's blessing people as um, it blessed me in writing it so wow without with without readers we couldn't do it so yeah. this show is for you books are for you it's all for you <laughs> awesome so. Okay, well, we've got um, some My Funny Valentine authors um, coming on and we're going to have fun with a dating game. Basically, there's 25 plus full novels in this box set and today we've got a few authors and later, just before the release in February, we'll bring on some different authors in different time zones. So let's read the blurb. 
The heroes are deliciously imperfect, but the way they love will leave you breathless. It's a good thing no one ever said that the path to happily ever after would be easy. Inside the pages of this laugh out loud rom-com box set, you'll find heartwarming and binge-worthy full-length romance novels filled with flawed and hunky heroes, sassy heroines, mixed signals, accidental attractions, dating disasters, unexpected twists and huge jaw-dropping gestures to help balance out their many wrong turns along the way. You'll be cheering out loud for Mr. Right and finally he'll get it right. From secret admirers to best friends hoping to become more, to exes dying for a second chance, to fake relationships, to mistaken identities, there's something for everyone in these all-new standalone contemporary romantic comedies from your favourite US Today best-selling, award-winning and rising star authors. Ladies, thank you for joining us on Behind the Story. Thanks for having <laughs> For those who aren't familiar with this collection, it is 25 plus full length, sweet and clean romantic comedies on sale for 99 cents in the US. We are honored to have five of these books represented here on Behind the Story. We're going to do kind of a bit of a different episode tonight um, where we interview these authors as if their characters were in a newlywed game show. But of course, we're most of them haven't gotten married yet, so it'll be dating. So anyway, it's, it's my, how my brain works, but we're going to have fun with it tonight. We're so glad you tuned in for tonight. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. So first of all, we'll in, um, each author will introduce themselves or if they're co-writing, both of them, and just tell us quickly a blurb or a little bit about your story. So first up, we've got Casey, author of Mum Squad. Casey, share a little bit about your book. Um. So my book is about Aniston and these lines pretty much tell it all. This is the first of my blurb. In a matter of minutes, I gained two kids, a house, a dog, and a hot doctor farmer guy for a neighbor. I never anticipated being a single mom, but I did, ex but I did expect to get pregnant first. Never in my wildest dreams would I ever have imagined taking custody of my niece and nephew, let alone moving back to my hometown. So what are you, what are some of the tropes that are in that one in mom's squad, yes. Casey? Um, a little bit of insta-love attraction, um, obviously single mother, a uh, fish out of water. She kind of escaped her small town of Applecart, Alabama, and now she's forced to come back because she's taking custody um, after her sister's untimely death of her niece and nephew after not coming home hardly any over the past 10 years, so and he's a doctor. He's kind of like the single guy in town that everybody wants to fix up with someone. And so there's a little bit of, you know, that out of her league type thing going on. And so. Excellent. Sounds wonderful. Thank so you. next, next up, we've got Cindy Ray Hale and flirting with my billionaire enemy. Cindy, <laughs> tell us a little bit. Tell us about your book. Hi. So I'm Cindy Ray Hale. My book is about obviously um, it's an enemies to lover story. And I have a little tagline here. When the guy you rejected at the club last night turns out to be your boss at your new job. <laughs> so obviously this is um, about her going to the club and she sees this guy and hears that he's this kind of bad boy player kind of guy. And 
hits on all the girls. And of course, um, she's went out with her cousin and she has her do like a makeover. And so she normally is, a, she's a writer. So she's very bookish and likes to be in her pajamas and wears glasses. But this night her cousins made her over and he tries to hit on her and she rejects him. And then the next day when she goes into work, he doesn't recognize her because she's got on her professional wear and she's got on glasses and her hair's pulled back. And um, so I, I don't want to give away too much more, but it's, it's definitely some fun. And I, I've had a yeah. lot of fun reading it. Yeah, that sounds like a great setup, great premise. Cool. I, will, um, I do yeah, want I think, to ask for spoilers, but maybe offline I'll ask you. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to talk, some of the tropes are like enemies to lovers and then um, returning home and billionaire, bad boy player, office romance. And um, it is interracial romance because she is um, Iranian. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. You got all the tropes in there. Yeah, just that's what you yeah. meant to do. <laughs> Return to home. That's what I couldn't think of. That's wonderful. Well, it sounds like a great read. So um, next up, we've got Lisa Renee and her co-author Tabitha was not able to join us tonight. Um, But Lisa, tell us about Forget Me Not. Okay, so Forget Me Not is amnesia trope. This is the first time I've done this. So it was a really interesting to be able to do a little bit of research also it's the first book doing a married couple so they're on the honeymoon the bride has an accident parasailing hits her head we you don't really see the the gruesome parts of that bit but (laughs) she wakes up in hospital and yeah she's forgotten her husband but she plays along because she hates hospitals and then she gets back to the honeymoon suite wakes up in the morning and freaks out who this guy is in her bed and the guy is an Australian I am the guy <laughs> so that's fun uh, there's a few little Australian things in there you know a few no worries mate and little Australian jokes that the Aussies will get but um yeah was a blast to write and there's a bit of a runaway bride scene in the beginning and uh yeah basically the amnesia trope is the main main theme so you write all the guy perspective and your co-writer right that's pretty cool all the yeah it was it was lots of fun yeah Yeah. and because the Australian American difference and time difference Mm -hmm. um we got it done in two weeks like nighttime I'm sleeping she's writing (laughs) she's sleeping I'm writing (laughs) it was like yeah it was lots of fun awesome so that uh Tabitha we missed you here but we'll we'll keep Lisa on track for representing your <laughs> your book right here and then finally we've got Carolyn Miller and Meredith Reske bringing us Daring Mr. Darcy tell us about your book your tropes your blurb tell us everything I'm just hearing about um Lisa sharing about her thing because we have a similar thing in co-writing we managed to write it very fast and because we're familiar with you know Pride and Prejudice it's basically a modern day contemporary version of Pride and Prejudice. It was so fun to write, wasn't it, Mary? Yeah, look, uh, never mind about sleeping. I'd be writing because I did relief teaching at school. So if it's all quiet, I'd plug in my USB and away I'd go. And then I'd email it to Carol and by the end of school, she would have written another lot. And so it's like, pressure. <laughs> <laughs> just keep going. But I think we did it in about two weeks as well. Yeah, yeah. 
what helps too when you've got a really familiar story but that yes. just made it super fun so I guess some of our tropes are the whole enemies to lovers and you've also got um a bit of billionaire except it's not quite billionaire he's just a millionaire <laughs> oh but you know <laughs> that's got base money that's basic. <laughs> So I'm going to I'm going to read uh, our lines here. It's when the most eligible bachelor in town is also the most arrogant. That's the man to avoid at all costs. If only her heart would get the memo. Uh, your new favorite rom-com retelling of Miss Austen's classic. Well, there you have it. We've got four books that have been presented. A definitely a great bargain for 99 cents. Um, so comment below and tell me which of the four books that you would be reading first out of this collection. Now we're on to the part we've been waiting for and it's the newlywed game or the dating game uh, for these characters. So this will showcase each character for the book and the co-writers can answer for their particular characters, male or female. So Naomi, you can ask the first one. First up, we're gonna go with Casey and the mom squad. So Casey, who are your leads? I have Dr. Easton West. Yes, his name gets made fun of. <laughs> He's 32. He's the hot single doctor at a family practice in town and moved to the small town from Tuscal big town of Tuscaloosa. And then I have Aniston Wilson, who is a former travel vlogger, which is blogging with video. And she's trying to figure out a way to make her travel vlog work in a tiny town in the middle of rural Alabama while raising her to her niece and her nephew. So. so which of your dates, housekeeping habits drive you the most crazy? Oh, well, Aniston has been living in a pink RV by herself for the last almost a decade. So she doesn't really do any housekeeping and it kind of drives Easton crazy because he's a little OCD. Okay. And which, um, what was the first gift that you gave your date? It's an accidental gift. They met when he knocks on her door to deliver a package delivered to the wrong house. And she's standing there in three-day-old clothes, non-showered, holding a half-eating pan of cookie cake. And she just shoves it at him and shuts the door. So I guess the cookie cake. <laughs> <laughs> this is rom-com, ladies. So at its best. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Sounds like a, a great meet cute. Uh, okay, next one. Um, who eats more junk food? I think I already know the answer. <laughs> I'll let you guess. Who do you think? <laughs> We're gonna go with Aniston. <laughs> yes, right. I know who is the better cook. Um, Easton. There's actually a um, kitchen disaster scene that that doesn't end. It it ends in a in a forced remodel. I'll put it that way. With a tennis ball. So. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, next we have Cindy. Naomi, do you want to ask the first question? Yeah, we've got Cindy and flirting with my billionaire enemy. So tell us about your characters, Cindy. Who are we going to see tonight? Yeah, so Kaysen Keith is the billionaire. And um, he is kind of this playboy. He um, works for his dad's company. 
and that's how he is a billionaire. And his dad thought that he was a little bit too, um, like, what's the word, like getting into too much trouble and being, you know, too much of a flirt. So he sends him off to Dubai where it's actually illegal to flirt in public. <laughs> and he has to go over there to reform. And, you know, they have like a branch of their company in Dubai. So he goes over there to work for a while. And he comes back home to Atlanta, which is uh, where part of the story is set. And the other half of the story is set in the little fictional town of Blue Mountain. So it's small town. Um, so he goes back to Atlanta and that's what he's doing, just kind of starting heading up the finance department of this big real estate firm. And my female main character is Ariana Hassani. And she is a software developer and she worked for a real estate company, like commercial real estate. And she helped develop a software program that basically um, cleaned up the program and made everything more efficient. So she got hired on by the Keith um, like enterprises to um, like the big billionaire business to um, help reform their finance department that's like going through some some trouble and she's going to help save them like billions of dollars mm. and so there's all this pressure you know to 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 work together and everything mm, cool. so what's your book boyfriend's best feature so definitely his bulging biceps and every time that ariana sees them she just wants to squeeze them <laughs> but that could get awkward because that would be unprofessional at the office. Work in a gym. That's funny. That'll be your next, that'll be your next one. Working in a gym romance there. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so who will your book boyfriend say led a more wild life before you got together? I think uh, answer that one. <laughs> definitely him because um even when he's in Dubai, he was still holding private parties and trying to get away with, you know, having fun and everything. And um her idea of being wild is curling up in her jammies with a good book and a cup of tea. All right, so introducing Daring Mr. Darcy. So Meredith and Carolyn, um, introduce your leads. Well, I'll go first. Um, I wrote the character of Elizabeth Bennett um, and uh, she's uh, Australian. Um, and that suited me very well because I know Australians pretty well. Uh, she <laughs> is an environmentalist, like um, one of those um, a little bit self-righteous environmentalists and um, takes umbrage at anybody who uh, might be an environmental vandal and she's pegged Mr Darcy as being an environmental vandal and so she's written him off before he's even got out of bed in the morning. Um, and uh, and she, they are based on, she is based on the Elizabeth Bennett from the uh, Pride and Prejudice, but of course it's very much contemporary. And uh, an Australian, she's studying in Seattle um, uh, on scholarship at the Seattle University. And I have um, Liam Darcy, obviously Fitzwilliam Darcy, and he is a bit of a millionaire, um, money-making, early 30s guy who lives 
in a little town, well, near a little town called Trinity Lakes in Washington State. And yeah, he's just, you know, has a bit of fun um, trying to prove that he is not quite the environmental vandal that Alyssa seems to think he is. <laughs> Excellent. So these first questions are for Alyssa, aka Meredith. If your boyfriend could have, or your enemy, if your guy could have any job and money was no issue, what would he do? Well, he would fly around the planet and be a philanthropist. And actually, that is what he does. <laughs> he does have the money. He can do whatever he wants. Uh, but he does like to fly around the planet and be a philanthropist say the word philanthropist <laughs> so how did uh his family react when you announced the engagement I mean, i'm sure that we actually got to the engagement by the end of the book but the, the togetherness um his sister georgia was like yay you know happy days uh but his grand was not quite so easily convinced she wasn't quite as happy about it now, who would you cast to play Liam in a movie? Well, tongue in cheek, it would be Colin Firth or Matthew. <laughs> but then I thought, you know, hey, come on, let's be. And I thought maybe Liam Hensworth. But then I thought mm, maybe Dan Stevens. I don't know, but somewhere in that range. Anyone hot would do. <laughs> <laughs> How will your boyfriend complete this sentence? Alyssa has more something than anyone else. Well, I wrote it down. Um, he would say, my girlfriend has more heart for social justice and the environment than anyone else. She also has less tolerance for arrogance and a pinch of patience wouldn't go astray. <laughs> All right. Well, let's um, turn our questions to Liam, a.k.a. Carolyn. Which family member does, of yours does Alyssa have the most in common with? Oh, definitely Georgia. Considering, you know, Liam's parents are dead, uh, he's got a choice of Georgia, his sister, or his grand. Definitely not his grand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what adjective best describes your girlfriend's family? Well, what adjective doesn't really? I guess you could say the Bennetts are, to use an Australian phrase, as mad as a pack of cut snakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what animal does your potential grandmother-in-law remind you of? Uh, we'll go with mother-in-law for this one. Um, yeah, uh, seriously, she's just, yeah, out of this world. So is a banshee an animal? If so, she, that's what Alyssa's mum just reminds me of. But anyone that screams a lot. So there you go. Good times. What type of student was she in high school? So A, on a roll all the way, B, mostly Bs and Cs, C, passed by the skin of her teeth. Uh, Alyssa is definitely on a roll all the way. She keeps getting these scholarships, so she's pretty smart. All right, very good. So we're going to move on to Lisa and um, you'll go ahead and answer for Tabitha as well for Forget Me Not. Tell us about your characters. Who did you write? Okay, so I wrote the Australian, Adam, and he is a sports physiotherapist in Australia. He stole his business um, to come and marry Melanie. Um, 
they met online. She liked all these posts on social media. Uh, so was the biggest fan and she helped him get into the market. He started selling um, protein uh, mixes and vegan products and she's a vegan. Uh, but after the amnesia, she forgets all about that kind of stuff. And he doesn't want her to be vegan. He loves his meat. So that's quite a little fun little thing throughout. Um, <laughs> Melanie, she's um, a marketing guru. And that's how Blackett sort of worked out together for them to, to join forces with the business as well. So, yeah, that's um, she's in from America. And... Basically, she have, she had moved recently to Trinity Lakes as well, uh, this little town, imaginary made-up town, but um, she forgets that part as well. So she does try to visit her old house um, near the coast and finds that, yeah, her family isn't there, that maybe he's mm -hmm. telling the truth. <laughs> so Trinity Lakes, just a side note from both of you, is um, that's for your next series, right, or one down the road? Yeah, nice. we've got a series coming out next year. So with uh, um, oh, so we get a preview. All yeah. right, sneaky peeks. <laughs> yeah, so right. there'll be some scenes in Trinity Lakes. Yeah. Excellent. Okay, well, these first questions are from Melanie. So, what date did your spouse ask you to marry them? I don't remember because I've got amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What movie would best describe your relationship, your marriage? 50 dates. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to um, questions for Adam. So who snores the most, Adam? Melanie snores the most, but she plays the amnesia card and says she forgets and she can't remember herself snoring. So, And who eats more junk food? Well, Adam would say that um, Melanie eats more junk food and basically she's vegan, but don't tell her. <laughs> <laughs> and she has a sweet tooth, yeah, so Melanie... She's the one who eats more of the junk food. I need to look after, I, I've got this YouTube video channel and I need to, I'm representing health. So I need to say trim and fit. So I'm a buff dude. <laughs> <laughs> well, that wouldn't be so awkward to like have amnesia and then you're suddenly you're married. Like that would, there's gotta be lots yeah. of fun and crazy and yeah. silly things happening in that. Um, if you have had, this has been fantastic. Thank you all for joining us here on Behind the Story. Thanks for having us. Yes, it was fun. This has been so fun. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Well, if Thanks you for organizing it. Yeah, absolutely. Our pleasure. If you've had fun with this episode, uh, like, comment, subscribe, and share. And we're so glad that you tuned in for our crazy, fun, romantic comedy edition of Behind the Story. Yeah, and don't forget to um, order My Funny Valentine. It is an amazing price for only 99 cents and you're getting over 25 full-length novels, full rom-coms. They're sweet and clean. And basically um, the whole group, some of them are US Today authors already. We're going for the US Today. So if you can order on iBooks, Kobo or Nook, uh, we would like to get our pre-orders up for that platform, but we're also on Amazon. And it comes out on Valentine's Day of 2023. So My Funny Valentine, get it now. Wow. The link will be in the description. 
Um, thank you for joining us on this edition of Behind the Story. Until next time, let us run with endurance this race set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Thanks for joining us.